chugging along, writing a song when something special comes along. It's a long-winded directionless discussion for conversationalists. You bring the wit, you bring the brains, and we'll talk it over between takes. Welcome to Between Takes with Opal Entertainment. We are your hosts, Olivia O'Neill. And Aiden Driscoll. And we have a lot of conversations. One of our favorite things to do is have lengthy convos with interesting people. So we started a podcast. On this podcast, you can hear us talk about the process of our writing and the inspiration that we find in music, movies, and art that intrigues us. Our conversations may range from just a random story about a trip to the grocery store to exploring our purpose as humans in a very existential way. One of our hopes with this podcast is to expand our community. We hope to have guests hear from our listeners listeners get you involved in things we think are important. So tune in for some conversations from a couple of kids who think they know better. And sit back and enjoy this week's episode of Between Takes. It's so good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, sorry. Sorry, we're rolling. <laughs> Me and Libba just jamming out to a song that Reed sent us. You all know Reed, longtime viewers of the fan of the show, longtime fans of the viewers. <laughs> Of the view, long time fans of the we're view. We're big fans Reed. of him, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Reed? Anyway, <laughs> he sent us this song by Alan Stone called "Bet I Made," featuring what's her name? Alicia Cara, I think. Yeah. That's how you say it. Oofta. Oh man. For the past like week, that's all I've been. Well, not all I've been listening to, but like the next like two days after he sent it, that was seriously on repeat. And the one day. that we've been like, so we you know share songs each week. Mm-hmm. Um, to analyze and different things and recently it's been his what did he say like his winter playlist like of sorts so it's yeah. very like acoustic and mm-hmm. kind of verbed i would say yeah. like <laughs> song choices yeah. um so i think this one hit us because it is so, it is good. so good and i think it's just like vocally so he's just a lot of the story comes through the vocals. Yeah, they're both just jamming. They're, and like, they're like showing off their like sides of their voice, but it's not like overpowering. Like right. sometimes, even the great singers, I think, maybe sometimes overuse their skill. Yeah. That it like it turns it off. Oh wait, I turn away from that just because it. it I don't think it sounds. Anyway, that's a different right. story. But I think there's tastefulness that you can do to use your skill mm-hmm. to make the story better, not just to show off. And I think this is just like a great example of like they're using. Their little runs and their little so whatever. And the way that they like choose to harmonize with each other and And the and way, the way they like, trade off and yeah, on, but doesn't oh feel goodness. like they're like it's not like I'm singing, then you're singing. And it, yeah, it's I'm not singing. like a featured artist like how a lot of the times it is mm-hmm. where it's like you come in for one verse and then sing back up for the next two and courses. Like it's like something. the yeah. two of them got together and like made this duet. It's so good. Man. It's so good. I feel like I wrote a song I basically wrote this song a way worse version of it like three <laughs> years ago. Really? Yeah, it's called Road Trip by Myself. I feel like I, don't I showed think it to you at some point. Oh, well, Road Trip by I Myself. Can, I can Sounds like a very 14-year-old Aiden. Yeah. Well, it was like 17-year-old Aiden. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're getting older, aren't you? Anyway, um, <clears throat> it's basically the same, like, mood. No, really? Not the same mood, not musical mood, but, like, lyrically. Lyrically. Kind of what it's accomplishing. The, yeah. It's called Bet I Made, and it's about how, like... This one's called Bet I Made. Right, The song yeah. we're listening to. And it's to. all about how, like... Uh, it's not entirely the same, but it's something to the effect of I have all these problems in my life, but mm-hmm. I fall asleep and I forget about it, but then I wake up in this bed I made and all the problems are back oh. type thing. Mm-hmm. But the song, I guess it's not entirely the same, but Road Trip by well, Myself you, was kind of draws, like, maybe. I'm, when, I'm, when I'm driving with you, everything's nice and happy, and then I'm oh. on a road trip by myself, and now I'm sad type thing. Sure. It's like, a, it's like that contrast. Kind of, yeah. Huh. Anyway. Uh, it wasn't a great song, but <laughs> Bed I Made... Just totally made up for it. <laughs> this song by an actual... You somehow like, helped, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, movie. well, he wrote it like six years ago. Is there any least. part that you want to show? Yeah, we can just show the entire thing. Okay. <laughs> but, so, we will share part of it. We'll share all of it. Let's just listen through the whole thing again. Okay. And then we'll edit it later. Okay. So, this is a, these are a couple favorite moments from the song, ladies and gentlemen, that I made by Alan Stone. The, just like how sweet the guitar sounds, but the clap it's gives so it a So sharp, doom. though. Yeah, and then the synth in the back. Well, I took a plane over the stars, and it didn't get me very far. The, sorry, I, sorry. The lyrical phrasing, the the where the rhyme scheme happens. I what is it? Well, I took a plane. That's where like boom. That's where the beat finally. Yeah, you hear the consonants. Yeah. Over the stars, but it didn't get me very far. It's so good. It's so like. Taste. It's just. You're listening to it, yeah, and you're like anticipating. Where's the rhyme gonna fall? And then it does, but it's never totally consistent. Well, it is, but it's not like it doesn't. Where your mind goes to. It's not a badaka daka da. It's not like a limerick. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, let's keep going. All my problems they follow me. And I flew to the moon, but it wasn't far enough away from you. Yeah. Like that though, too. Also. That's hard to do. What? The way they're singing that. They're they're fitting a lot of little notes next they're to each so other good. and it's so precise. Yeah. Like little runs, you yeah. know? And that's not easy. No. But they don't make it sound like they're like showing off their beautiful vocals. It's right. just to fit in the song. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in. Well, and I was reacting to the I and I and I flew to the moon, but it wasn't far is where the last oh, one would hit, but it yeah. wasn't far enough away from you is where you and moon. So it's like, it doesn't sound bad. It's not like no. you're not rhyming because there is a rhyme in there, but he's just like just playing with it. He doesn't feel restricted to yeah. it has to be this rhyme How scheme all the time. How do you think the they time. wrote that? How did they do that? Was it like just so much workshopping and they just did what was natural? Well, I don't, did she, she have to like follow? with him. But so did she just choose where, she must have not he, he must have had that. Right, because he, he wrote the song a while back with okay. a guy named Matt Wirtz, apparently. Okay. Is this new-ish this rendition? This recording is from last Because he had, he, yeah, he has one recording out that doesn't have her featured. Right. Okay. That's just him. But you like this one better, right? I do. Yeah. So much. I haven't so heard much. the other one. All right, okay. let's just, we're, let's keep it up. we're like 40 seconds in. We're less than 40 <laughs> seconds in. so subtle yeah. it's just so subtle there's a big part later you all hear that is amazing maybe because they're just singing softer that, i had never noticed that yeah me neither and then here 
Can yeah. you hear this part? This transition from the... One million times inside of my mind Will I have just... And sorry, here again, they just keep playing with the phrasing of it's where the lines so fall. It's so much fun. I find so much joy, I feel like, when we write our own stuff. Well, more when we do covers. <laughs> Is that the end of your sentence? What? You find so much joy when we write our own stuff, more when we do covers. <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking, I loved, I, playing with phrasing is so fun for me. Yeah. I find that to be like a puzzle, like so much fun. But I find I do it more in covers. I like to take something that's really standard and then make it right. not. So it's actually harder to, that's just a side thing. Just thinking to myself. Because with originals, there's nothing to compare it to. No. So and, I almost yeah. need to write it one way. I actually have a few songs with that yeah, we have. Yeah. I'm like, let's change it up. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. Anyway, we'll get there. maybe we should do that though sometimes. We probably should. Okay. I mean, I think we should. <laughs> okay, add that to the whiteboard. All right. One million times inside of my mind. Will I have justified, baby? But all my problems still follow me. Won't be discovered a way to. Cleverly unfolded to blame for those minor problems that just follow me. And that's something they never like, the verses never end. Mm-mm. The chord ends on the tonic and the the melody does not. Wow, that's interesting. And that's so because it's like, it's so duh, you would end up the melody on the tonic. <laughs> but it's like, no, because the verse, the, the it's like split into like, the verse is split into like two halves, right? Yeah, right. He sings a verse, he sings a half, she sings a half in the first verse, he sings the chorus, she sings a half, he sings a half, they sing another chorus. And so both times it's got to lead into something else. It's not a full thought in a way. And it's also that kind of the, the, every, every, um, verse half ends with, it's basically the same sentiment every single time. Right. My problem's caught up to me type thing, right? Uh Uh-huh. So it's continuing to lead into the next thing that... I discovered a way to cleverly avoid. Oh, it's so good. So right, soulful. Anyway. Every night when I close my eyes, all my troubles they fade. she transitions mm. from singing lead with doubling herself in harmonies yeah and then so seamlessly goes to then singing it's harmony so with him and the mix doesn't change no. to where it's a super obvious she's singing backup and he's singing lead no. it's like he's coming in and singing a different part and she's can because you can follow her melody yeah oh, and, what I would, yeah should i say see demons as they came well that's just on so- what i wouldn't trade she like yeah. would make sense with the melody to continue to build like that but he then comes in I know, and has it doesn't an extra, it doesn't uh, change the build though. No. And it sounds. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it sounds like they're in the same studio. Like yes. it's so crazy. It sounds like they're just jamming. They're out. probably in different states. Like, they very well could be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness! Let's go listen to the bridge again. To face these demons as they can. 
what I would I'm, I'm sorry, I've listened to this 31 times already. <laughs> <laughs> and I never noticed that that run. Yeah, that that's glorious run she does on the word so game. So seamless. So to face these demons as they can. <laughs> what? I need to throw something. What? <laughs> Who is this one? It just keeps going. It's, it's like, okay, good. And then yeah. a little bit more. And then a little bit more. What? Hang on. So to face these demons as they can. <laughs> and then she was right back into singing her Oh, sorry, what are you gonna say? I don't know, that's just really impressive. Alright, one more time and then we'll keep going. Okay. So to face these demons as they can. what I would trade Every every syllable is so syncopated and so <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh. So good. This is so good. Okay. This is so good, guys. This is like. You have to get to our favorite part though. This is peak music. It's so good. But what's so funny is like, we don't like. What is this kind of like genre? Pop soul something. This one this one song or Alan Stone as a whole. Alan Stone as a whole is fairly like R and B soulish. Yeah. Which we delve into, but. Individually, bit, maybe, yeah. but maybe me more than you, maybe. So I don't know. You like you give me a face that was like lighting like me more. I'm a more cultured than <laughs> I didn't you. Mean that. Stupid singer songwriter boy. Stop. What's your deal? <laughs> That's not what I mean. No, but I mean I think the closest but I have is. But it's just like music. Good music is good music. Yeah. And, and that's just, something, so he sent us this song, and I was like, "This is so good. I have to listen to the song over and over and over." And then I listened to the rest of the album, and like, it's good. I really enjoy listening to it. Nothing quite sticks out like this. To this song for this, you? The song That's that is like just jamming out to it. But like I put it on it and I think he's a... He's cool. Yeah. I think part of it is... I don't know. It's like you can just feel just the... Like you said, just like they're in the same room together. Yeah. There's something it's with this song. The energy energetic. is so good. Yeah. It's so... Just, like I can't believe this isn't more known. Yeah. I, you just... this Because it could fit so well to me on like radio or something. Yeah. But it also is so, it would stand out so much because they're so, it's not, I'm not trying it to like hate drums, on other. It doesn't have bass. It doesn't no. have any, it's not a dance song in any means. It's very, it's just very good. It's so good. <laughs> but it's also like sometimes you run into those songs that are so good and well written in melodies, but maybe the vocal is like, it fits, but it's like maybe there's someone out there that would maybe fit that better for you know or whatever mm. not saying that they're super like bad singers but they're not like right it's not the great 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 to me this is one of those where it's like you got really great vocalists mm -hmm. a good story oh. yeah. some cool like instrumentation stuff it's not just like a guitar which sometimes that's what happens when right. you do like a duet well us for example <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i'm saying right. it's like very well done song yeah yeah i just can't believe i've never heard it before it's so good I mean, it's it's still it's fairly fresh. It's Is under it? like three months old. So oh well. I mean, it came out in November. Okay, so maybe it's just so like you, a summer song of the summer type thing. Yeah, we should do that. I mean, this is just. <laughs> let's call every. Let's play call this everyone. Song. <laughs>
fucked him up. Uh, okay, let's keep it. All right, so we're going to go back. Yeah, the favorite part of the song coming. Wait for this, guys. The synths are underneath it. Huh. I'm not sure if it's a bass or like just a synth acting as a bass. And Sounds then the like guitar is so like sharp and crisp, like you said. Mm -hmm. But then the trumpets, they end, but it's so clear still, especially when they hit that that the last. Hang on. Balls and hold it out. Mm -hmm. It's so like. Woo. And they sound like yes, I hit yeah. that, and then they're just going with it. I think. Well, we just breathed in a lot of air. <laughs> 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 just breathe a lot of asthma. air. Sorry, um, guys. I just inhaled <laughs> deeply. I don't even. I don't know what got okay. into me. Well, air actually. Stop. I know what got into me. <laughs> um, the range in this song is so great. I think sometimes with songs, I I'm like, okay, they need a trumpet there, or like mm -hmm. even though we're the trouble bubbles. To me, that hits like in your brain that high register. It's like checked yeah. off. Yeah. And then when she does that run, and she does yeah. a couple where it goes pretty low, he does two, mm -hmm. where maybe like a cello or some sort of string would like Where your hit brain the will lows. get bored if, if they're just kind of hanging out in these middle frequencies for the right. entire song that you have to bring in other stuff, but they're doing all that with their voice. We should try a song where we do that, because oh, sometimes goodness, yeah. we run into things where it's like... Um, it's good, it just gets boring. And then we just like, well, let's add this, and let's add right. this, and let's add this. Rather and that's than... fine sometimes, mm -hmm. but I think that we could fall into a groove of like not trying new things. Anyway... I think we should try that. We should where try we write that. a melody that is just all over the place. What key are they in? I don't know. We'll look it up. Because well, it's no, we good won't look key. it up. This is it's our ear training homework. Is oh to yeah. Listen to it and figure <laughs> out what it is. We'll figure it out. We'll I feel figure like it figuring out. out the key is like the first step, and it's yeah. really easy. Let's let's give it one more <laughs> run, and then we'll listen to the end. Are <laughs> you guys? Yeah. <laughs> That's like the one of the worst parts of the song, is it's like that I made last strum. It's like there's not even any like, outro wah, wah, or anything. Wah. It's just like this, ooh, and then it's just over, wah, wah, leaving wah, you wah, in wah. it. And it's 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 like the perfect the perfect way to leave you wanting more. Because yes. this is one of those where I'm like, if it was like that I made, and then like an instrumental chorus again, and then like sing it seven more times. <laughs> heck yeah, I jam out to this for another ten minutes. Just to have it on repeat instead. I mean, that's basically what I've done. Yeah, well, it's a good song for that. I mean, it's it also goes into itself pretty probably pretty good. It's so kids. good. Well, cool. We just talked for for twenty minutes amount of time on that. that song. You guys got to understand. I hope you guys like it because yeah, otherwise that will be really boring for you. This is like what. This is almost 
as important as actually performing to me. What? Just sharing great music. Well, yeah. Just getting hyped up about music I love. Because we love it. You love it, I think, too, is like when other people share. Their yeah. Music. It's like, yes. Otherwise, you're just stuck on your same wall. Right. And you have to be the one responsible to find good music. Well, here you go, ladies and gentlemen. This one's for free. It's on the house. <laughs> don't wear it out. Actually, wear it out. You can, you, I don't think you can wear it out. Listen, if you listen to this 700 times within the next year, I will, I will buy you ice cream. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that equivalent? Sure. Actually, wait, wait. I'll buy you a Roomba. No, it's got to be better than listening to this 700 times. What could be better oh. than listening to this 700 times? How many ice creams would there? Maybe like, like two good. ice cream cones. I didn't specify what type of ice cream oh. and what form it would be. Sorry. I was picturing like a dilly bar. <laughs> that's not wild let's not get crazy everybody maybe we're like on a, a budget like we're living on like a budget what are those called those push-ups like orange push-ups push pop dreamsicles orangesicles dreamsicles they're orange flavored though sometimes yeah. some of them are anyway bed i made by alan stone featuring lacey akara thank you oh goodness guys it's so good it is so good okay well now we're gonna shift tone uh first we're gonna talk about bullet journaling <laughs> Um, we my, are bullet journaling individually, not collectively. That would be weird. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we are setting up. It's the new year. I've done bullet journals before, and <laughs> I sound so girly right now. I've done them before, so it's I, not. Like... I've got my gel pens and yeah. <laughs> I think it's not just like I have pens and they're multiple colors. It's gel pens. I know. It's like it's not a tissue. It's a Kleenex. <laughs> yeah. It, and, yeah. It's kind of a fun, I mean, I don't know what the right, I could put that in quotes, That's the point. way of doing it. The point of bullet journaling yeah. is that there are a thousand different ways. But you got one for out. Christmas that your sister-in-law made you. It's so cool. And she it has like, all so the, it. and she like made an index for him and mm-hmm. all this different stuff. And like put song, like, uh, what are the, I guess like just different songs on different pages and stuff for me to listen to. Yeah, it's super nice. She painted on the front of it and it says bottle that lightning on the front. And that was the other thing. A journal is a journey. I dare you to dream even bigger. That's so cool. It was so nice of her. And so I've been like just writing it. And I dug out my old one that I had from like a couple years ago because I used to like doing that. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the setup of them. Like setting up like different to-dos, goals. You've talked about this like, many times. Yeah. Well, I don't know about on the podcast, but like yeah. you like making the to-do lists. And, and then, then once you get to it, Well, I've been like, saying that the last couple of days because yeah. it's been annoying because I can't get a lot of lists. <laughs> and they look really great. They I know. They look very efficient <laughs> and like organized. Now I've got to do them. And then there's no check marks next to anything. <laughs> hey. <laughs> the other day, <laughs> I um, made like a whole day list. Like I was home all day and I made like, you know, 9 a.m., do mm-hmm. this 10 a.m do this and the check marks i did some things but it wasn't specific i was, sometimes i look at them and i'm like mm, i'm not gonna do that but i'm gonna do this that's kind of related so mm-hmm. i'm like rebelling against my own self <laughs> but the things that were checked off were like wake up and eat lunch <laughs> <laughs> i laugh now but it was highly frustrating in the I'm moment sorry. no but it's i probably... did some things but it wasn't the specifics it's like email this person well I don't want I don't, don't know. What's an equivalent of that? I'll draft it, but then I'll email this other person instead. Sure. It's like, why don't you just do what it says? Yeah. I'm like, not, I can't follow. Anyway. So. so that's something we're working on. That's one of our 2022 goals. What? Is just like committing to things. Yeah. Being like, I'm going to set these goals and we're going to stick to them. Well, we kind of had, we what we did was like we individually went off and like wrote individual goals. 
Yeah. And a lot of them were similar. Right. But at least in your head, it's like, this is my goal. Right. And it was cool because they were, they were, it wasn't like, uh, they were much more like foundational, what we wanted to do with our, with this year and with moving forward and all that. And, and so because of that, and so it wasn't super specific or whatever. No. So because of that, it was one of those where it's like, either one of us could fit into any of these categories, right? It's like, here's a goal that I have. And if Liv is there for it, that's awesome because that's. I sure. would like that, but it's also, if Liv has this other goal that yeah. goes a different direction, that can also work. Or we might have the same goal, but we're going to go about it differently. Sure, like, we yeah. both want to get better at blank, but the way that I'm going to learn is through YouTube videos, and the way Aiden's going to learn is join, uh, you know, like ensemble or something. Oh. Or a gym. Just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Well, I said fight club. Oh, did you? <laughs> I feel like that's kind of the same thing. <laughs> Sorry. You know what so, I, so, yeah. so I think... <clears throat> We're, you know, anyway. Bullet journaling is fun. It's been fun. It's been, it's been, it's good for me. Liz's been telling me this for a while about how, like, how her brain works is it's a lot easier for her to, like, not stress about things once you actually have it written down Mm -hmm. and you don't have to, like, keep it in your brain because then you have, like, 18 things in your brain. If you can write down 10 of them, Mm -hmm. now you only have eight things left in your brain type thing. My mom tells me to keep a notebook and a pen by my bed. So, because a lot of times those things rush to you right when my grandpa to fall asleep Mm. or one, maybe just me. It's not just you, but okay. okay. So then you can just write it out, and then it's mm-hmm. and then it's on the page, and you don't have to think about it anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I, I didn't. I I was like, I'm fine with keeping a lot of things in my head, mm-hmm. and I can also very easily just like turn things off and go like, I'm not going to focus on that until it pops back into my brain, which nice. is is nice on in certain but then you in certain contexts. But then sometimes it's like, hey, remember that thing you're supposed to remember, and four <laughs> days have gone by, and you should have done mm. this a day ago, type thing. Yeah. Um. So it's good to actually like have it. To actually like write it out in a very, in a, not just even in a Google Doc or calendar or something yeah, like that, but like an actual physical form that I have like brought from room to room with me. Yeah. That like when I'm working huh. in the studio, it's there on my desk in the studio and I have a page Well, it is nice it's on the, because sometimes when you do want to be productive, you can go, I'm going to go into my journal and look at what the, no, the things I have. Oh, right. cool. This is like a specific or this is a goal. What are some things I can do to achieve that in the right. next hour? And even if it's just like, I'm trying to think of something that maybe a lot of people have goal like one of our common goals is like meet new people yeah it's very broad which is it's a very it's like, broad okay, thing cool. and that can that can happen dozens and dozens of different ways specifically music people no? yeah yeah <clears throat> or creative people like i think everyone's everyone. creative okay sorry yeah bad example <laughs> but that's one of them and so it's like one you know that's um we probably shouldn't give away too much but we should, we'll, we're gonna get to meet some new people soon. We are. And it's very exciting. They're musicians as well. And they're really cool. And we're really excited to meet them. And it's, it's it's people are ready to connect with other people. They are. It's um sometimes the hard part, obviously, because even us who want to don't do it enough is right. reaching out to those people or like going to those places that you can find people that have the same mm-hmm. interests that you want to connect with. Right. So even like us going to see open mics regularly, yeah. so we can talk to people that are yeah. out there. Um, because I think. Most performers want to talk to other people too. Right. Especially, I mean, if that's the that's thing we're talking about. That's what I like, about Nashville we were, as well. That's what, what? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I know that about Nashville too. People want to talk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something where it's like if we were performing somewhere and another performer walked up and started just talking to us about stuff, we'd, we'd be a like, complete night. Right. We'd we be would, like, awesome. There's another, there's someone else out there who's. And like, doesn't mean that they need to be saying, like, this was so great and this was. Yeah. And it's not like, here's your ticket to Madison Square Garden necessarily, but just like. I mean, that's an option. I mean, sure, if you got <laughs> one kidding. laying around. Um, 
But just like when we went to the one open mic and just like we, we very briefly talked to Jenna. It was yeah. very, very, very brief. I mean, that was you. Lizzie. That was me. What I asked funny. her. I was awkward. I was like my it's very so first awkward. time. Anyway, but that was something where it's like if I would have just started talking to her like a human being would, like a, just anyone who knows how humans talk, <laughs> we would have had a great conversation. Yeah. She would have been totally up for just chatting about whatever. Yeah. But I didn't say. Well, it was just... a little bit of awkward thing because another person was going to have to perform. Yeah. So it's not like you had like a. Like we time. just had an hour, yeah, and we were like on our way out and stuff like that. And we just have to like pass. But we've people. played, and anyway. people like this one girl came up to us. After we stayed for her set, and I mean, she, I mean, she obviously she just came up and said, "Great job" or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't extensive at all. But she was like looking me in the eye, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. we were able to be like, "Oh yeah, I really enjoyed your stuff too." Mm-hmm. That's a connection, and that's like yeah, it's like you're out here doing this, put yourself out there playing music Mm -hmm. you recognize that about us too we had very different styles of music but yet we both respect and appreciate and had a great night enjoying each other's music right that alone is like that gets me that's like my week is made Mm -hmm. like i that felt great not because i'm being complimented but because i connected with someone yeah yeah over something that we shared that we thought was important right yeah, and it was kind of an unspoken... Th- it wasn't like, oh, you like music? I like music, too. Mm-hmm. It was like, we both obviously like music because we're both performing And here, we right? obviously both like to write. Right, yeah. And then, so it's like, afterward, we might as well just walk up to each other and talk for a second. Yeah. It's really cool. It's like this Super unspoken cool. connection that's very obvious that you're able to just immediately... And I think build. we yeah. both are like, want that so bad. You and me both? Yeah. Yeah. And we just... It's been a hard... It's just... Well, we yeah. just don't go out. Yeah. That could be part of it. We, like, want these things while we're sitting at our dining room table yeah. in our bullet journals. We're like, what, Aww, what people. a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live friend. It's because you get done with work and then go home. <laughs> that's why. So that's another bullet journal thing, though, right? Uh, with, yeah, like, but going, it's just, going to... There's only so much time gigs. in a day. I know. So on one hand, I'm like, why even try? On the other hand, it's like, no. doy, you're not going to get it's any farther if you continue this brain. pattern, Aiden. That's something, too. I've written things out, like, for my future self. As, Have you really? Yeah, as, like, Aiden, you moron. You need to... Not not quite that strongly. Oh, geez. But things like, doy, Aiden, you gotta move past this. You gotta <laughs> figure out better ways to deal with it. Hmm. So that's been kind of fun. Anyway. I've already, like, gone back the other day when I was working for a while. And it was just tedious work. Yeah. It was just, like... Well, it reminds you why you're doing it, Right. Right. I was just doing a lot of work just sitting on a computer mm-hmm. in the studio. And, like, I love the studio. Okay. But it just it just gets it just gets the same. It's the same all the time. And so I'm just over it. And part of it, I switched over and I was in the kitchen. And not just, like, at the dining room where I normally work, like, at the table. I, like, was standing at the counter, mm. which was just a very – and I was able to, like, look out the bay windows. And Maybe you need a standing snowed. desk. That's why I went to the oh, counter. That would be cool. It worked pretty well. Anyway – it gave me more room to pace, and I could listen to music really loud. I could listen to music loud here. But what was your point, though? Sorry. Point was that then I just went back into, like, the, the earlier, the, the pages that we wrote our goals in and stuff like that, and I just kind of, like, reviewed that and reviewed a couple things that I'd written down, and was like, oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's why right. I'm doing the tedious work. I wrote work. this down. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like it's nice because it's not just in my own head. Even though it's, like, I'm the only one reading it, mm-hmm. it's still out there in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it is my past self. It's my journal holding me to these standards. And I've talked huh. about that a lot with, like, collaboration where it's really easy for me to show up to other people, mm-hmm. show up for them. You know, it's really easy to go, Liv is expecting this of me. I need to just to, to live up to these standards. Mm-hmm. When it's just me and it's just in my own head, 
I'm like, oh, I want to do these things, but it's really easy for me to just go like, eh, it's not a big of a deal. I'm only letting myself down, right? Right. Whereas here, it's a, it's just different. I just think the mentality is different. Well, good. And I hope it stays that way. Yeah. So yeah, that's bullet journaling. So so far, we've talked about Alan Stone bullet journaling, and now we're gonna. It's a very different okay. tone for the rest of the episode. Um. So we talked on the last episode or the last episode that comes out. Wait, how do I say this? With Hannah and Leo, when Hannah and Leo are on the podcast, Hannah mentioned Dead Poet Society. How that was like one of the big like works that just really like moved her one of the first ones that really got her into wanting to act and wanting to pursue storytelling and and even just yeah anyway and just connecting with people and all that um she just talked about how in like impactful dead poet society was and Liv had never seen it Mm -hmm. and so last night um Liv decided it was like what had to do creative input (laughs) creative input night creative input that was one of my bullet journal things it's like purposeful what I say? Purposefully watching a good purposeful movie to like, inspire yourself. I, I had like three things, but creative input, purposeful creative input was one of them. Mm. To like watch a good movie that'll inspire you or yeah, go see or a show. Yeah, or watch a show. Or, yeah. Or listen to, listen to, listen to Bed I Made, for yeah. example. Um, which I'm not very, con- like I feel like I do it very regularly, mm-hmm. but I don't, I'm not super conscious about it. I just, you know, if I'm well, not sure. doing anything else, I'll have music on. Well, to me, I'll, like music, that's more of a day-to-day. It's nothing... Sure. Yeah, to yeah. me, it's like movie or going to see something is like a purposeful act of like, sure. I'm going to set aside time. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. again, you go in your head and you're like, I have work to do. Why would I go out to a show right now? I yeah, have so much yeah. work. But sometimes doing well, that is it. like, mm-hmm. don't discount that. I think right. I do that in my head. If, if it's fun, then that's not, I'm not, then I'm not, then, pers- then not I'm not yeah. like getting further in my whatever. Meanwhile, then you're actually face to face with a really tedious work and you're like, and I I'm just sitting, this. or I'm just sitting there not getting anything done yeah. and that's not any better. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. anyway, sorry. Anyway, so last night we decided to watch Dead Poet Society. Mm-hmm. So Liv, it was your first time seeing it. What were your thoughts? Um, a lot of things that come into my head. Okay. While you're thinking that, I also want to say, ladies and gentlemen, that we will probably be talking in great detail about the movie, so there will be spoilers for the movie. It is such a great movie, and it's a movie I think is best if you don't know much about it going in. Do you disagree? No. Because it is something I, th- well, I just feel like if we talk about some of the specific details... You showed it, me like three will... scenes before. <laughs> yeah, but those were just the generic setup scenes. This is like the last know. half. If you know anything about the last half mm-hmm. going in, the last half won't hit you as, as it should, I think. So that is, this is, yeah. it's not just your warning, but it's also you, like that they're really spoiler. It's your encouragement that you should go watch this movie if you have not seen it. And if Before you have seen it, probably go back section. and watch it again. It is so good. It is entirely worth watching. Mm-hmm. It is such a, just such a good movie. So now we will go into it. Okay. Later. I think, um, okay, let's start out with the teacher. He, I didn't realize how much, so we grew up. I think most of you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> acting in a theater mm-hmm. that David um, Driscoll directed and taught us. And then we broke off into a smaller group that we like were closely working with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, most of this came when we were in the bigger groups. He, um, anyway, I saw such direct correlation between the way Dave taught and this teacher. Mm-hmm. So I was almost not, I was like, oh, oh, it's just oh duh. Yeah. But it, it was really encouraging. It was like, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's nothing, it was like nothing new because it's like, I've also right. been taught the way, like um, one of the scenes specifically, it's like a shy kid 
and he has him go. And I remember, I know that feeling of being called on to do something. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's like, okay, so he has to like recite a poem that he wrote. Mm-hmm. And he has a really big fear of like going up in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Especially like this big group of guys who probably, well, actually, he wasn't like the weird one. They were pretty for him, weren't they? It wasn't like they were like... I, I, oh, this movie is so good for so many reasons, but one of them is because Neil immediately likes Todd for I no know. other reason than Neil's just a good guy and wants to be nice to yeah. Todd. So Sorry. he goes... No, it's okay. It's just so so he, go, he goes up and the teacher has him say something weird mm-hmm. to like he get him out of his he own head, him, uh, which like I've just experienced yeah. so much before. I just know that feeling of like, David, why, did yeah. you, why are you making me do this? But then you do it and he's like, there you go. And then you, you feel it. so like you accomplished something so great like mm-hmm. you just walked on the moon or you just right whatever it was it, it it's it's anyway so he did that and and anyway yeah sorry can't talk that you know scene, that scene though right yeah it is and then he has him and then he's just like going and he just gets him going and it's like the only time in the movie we like see he's Todd putting life fully, into a child yeah. and i guess i've never seen it offhand but it's like i was around someone who did that for me mm. and that that's what makes me like emotion that's what makes me mm-hmm. i know that there's so many other points of the movie but yeah. even just that it's like what that teacher is doing for him mm-hmm. i've had in my life and that has made me able to do whatever i'm able to right. do today and i knew that's what's going to make him be able to do whatever he's going to do in life as well right and that's just yeah. like i want to be like that mm-hmm. but it takes work yeah like and, and being just... a teacher on its own is hard but to be an exceptional standout risk-taking teacher who's gonna get fired probably who's gonna connect with his kids and then they're gonna leave mm-hmm. and then they're gonna get mad at him mm-hmm. the parents are gonna get mad that's not that's that's hard and that's like worth a million awards right anyway sorry that is just crazy and that's just like what he is in the movie that's what john keating does is i mean that's one of the first things he says is like what's uh we don't write and we don't read read and write poetry because it's cute. I love the way he talks. He's got such a cool. It's Robin Williams who plays. It's Robin him. Williams, but it's not. It's not goofy. I mean, he's funny sometimes, but it's not goofy. Robin Williams. No, it's, it's this like, just the it's most. It's actually quite. He's such a genuinely nice guy. He just like has this constant like grin on his face. But at the same he's time, he's also. It's not like he's a floofy like something. Because no. he'll be like talking, and then all of a sudden he'll be yelling in the middle of, and I'm like, yeah. Where, why are you yelling? He'll be like. and just Mm -hmm. like he's in passionate yeah and it's really good for i mean it's a group of it's a boys school yeah and a lot of them are really smug and kind mm -hmm. of like whatever it's a very typical like legalistic preparatory boys sporting school they do well at making that a thing yeah what are their codes like that's the thing. The fact that, yeah, the very beginning of the movie, like one of the first things you see is these four banners walking down the aisle of tradition, honor. Honor or honesty? Honor. Tradition, honor, discipline, mm-hmm. and excellence, I think. Yeah. And it's like, on, you know, at the service, you're like, those are all good things. I'm in favor of those things. Sure. But then you see like five minutes later, you go, oh, you're that kind of tradition, oh. honor, discipline, and excellence. Yeah. And yeah, and then all the boys hate it, and they don't want to mm-hmm. be there, and <clears throat> it's so good. I feel like we could talk about this for hours. So, in brief, what do you think the movie's about? Like, if you were explaining to someone, I and had to like write a description. Um, it's about 
it's about Todd learning to trust himself and others to actually share his thoughts and what he thinks and who he is. And it's about um, Dalton realizing he actually has value for the world and it's not just about what he gets out of it it's about how others can react to the things that the power that he has as a person it's about it's about people just realizing beauty and trying to share it with each other well even just based on those two even though they're extremely different characters it's both about them finding worth in them right Mm -hmm. and that's i think but at the same time but the, yeah, they're, they're both such different characters. And that's the thing. Okay, so that's so what it's about is that. What it's about in a very broad is about the the fear of humanity trying to create our own boxes, trying to create our own rules, trying to squish trying people. to squish, squish people, people into this. What is the simplest way we can explain this and how do we follow that to a T? Mm-hmm. And it's about those people learning sure but there's so much more there's so much more than the rules you can follow there's there's the way that you walk there's the way that you see the world there's the way you watch the birds is the way you ride your bike well specifically with this what they meant by excellence in their thing was excellence in fulfilling your career that your parents planned out for you and that's one part is keating talking to the one other teacher and he says something about how i i thought we're teachers we're teaching them how to think for themselves yeah and the guy immediately snaps back and says, we're preparing for them, them for college and then letting them take, take Yeah, he's like, there. that's the last thing you want to do for teenage boys or something. Yeah. And he say that, something yeah. like that. And it's like that, first of all, is a public school system in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. But also, like, that's the, that's the most important thing for people is to, you don't understand something by having it explained to you. You understand something by explaining it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're teaching someone something, you, get, you at the end of that, you have a test to have them explain it back to you so you can confirm they understand it, right? Right. <clears throat> and so... A test of sorts doesn't right, mean right. Like, ri- like what you're... Yeah, sure, and a lot of times it is a written test. It is a quiz or what, an exam or whatever. <clears throat> but I think in, in life, that's that's how we just naturally do things. Mm-hmm. We prove I prove to you I know this because I'm explaining it to you. I'm exemplifying it, whatever it may be. And so, yeah, I don't know. That's just, that's, I think, what it is at its broadest form are those things. The actual direction the movie goes is taking all that. And again, if you're still listening and you haven't watched it, please go watch it (laughs) because I don't want to spoil things for you. You need to watch this with fresh eyes. So this is your last chance, <laughs> and I will be disappointed with you if you listen all the way through and have not seen it. Oh. Anyway, the direction the movie goes shows you that, shows you the potential that that has within these boys mm-hmm. and how tragic it ends because they take it too far, because they take it in the wrong way, because other people react poorly to it, mm-hmm. because they respond more to their own fear, to other people's reactions more than they respond to the beauty itself. But they all at least have grasped that, right? And know it. And do you think that's important enough? Or I don't know. It's just it's hard to it's, say. And that's the thing is like, it's an extraordinarily, the actual ending of it is extraordinarily complex. I don't understand it myself, and I don't I don't know I don't quite understand. Well, Neil, for example, I just don't understand his character. I don't understand his really? motivation for that for the the tragedy. You don't understand why it's a tragedy, or you no, don't I don't understand, understand why he did it. To me, it's like, that doesn't seem like, I. it's like, 
I'm not saying that it's a poorly written character. I'm questioning what why the writers did like I how did that prove their point? The writer's point? The point of the movie. Like what I don't think it it's, did. It's, I think that's the tragedy. That's like the tragedy Maybe is that the, the point isn't driven home. The point is that they didn't succeed. Right? I think it's But it was still important because the point is still important. Look at Romeo and Juliet, right? Falling in love is important. Mm-hmm. Being with being with your the, the, but that the, was, that's different because it's like they were tricked, and that's why they killed themselves. Sure, that was like a that's almost like that's not it. But it's still a tragedy. I'm not saying that of because course, they killed but themselves. I'm just I'm just saying no, I know that, but I'm just this is different. This is here. Let me think of my question. Um, they were making a point of the movie, and I got where they were going. And then it seemed like they took a turn that made what the point of the movie directly correlated to what the tragedy happened. So that makes me think, was the point of the movie bad? Is that a bad thing? Mm. Then? Right. Or how is that, and, how and is that is, good? And this is where it gets if that really led, If that led this guy to do, the, to do that. And I think it's good. In my personal opinion. But in the movie, it's like I don't understand why they chose to do that. The way that it was framed or Neil's character? Neil's character. Why did they choose him to do that? Wait. Why in the in the world of the story, why did Neil choose to do that? Or why did the writers choose to why have Why did Neil the writers choose to have him do that when their point was being so well done? It seemed to contradict the point. Or it made me think, then the point, then the point of the movie, which is... Yes, it does. To... The point rebel of the movie is to the, rebel against your fear. Is to your fear and and those people that are creating that fear on you. Right. That is the point of the movie. The point of the movie yes. is to embrace the beauty. Which is like to, yes, I'm for that. Yes. But then why did they make him have that decision? Because because the story is a tragedy. I don't know okay, if that's but you why. Can't say that because that's not the. Okay, I okay, get that. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why the writers chose. I wish to I do could that. explain this better. I, I kind of I think okay. How did that serve the story? And that's the tragedy of it, is that the story is not fully served. Toy Story is a comedy because Woody and Buzz are separated from Andy. You want them to get back to Andy, they get back to Andy, right? It would have been a tragedy. You wanted them to get back with Andy. They're behind the moving truck. They explode in the rocket. That would have been a tragedy. Yeah. Okay. The story would not have been served in the right way. We as humans naturally want stories to, <laughs> so to be that's comedies. That's... Yes, that is. That is human being. That is human nature. You want it to end a certain way. It's the same reason. So why do they pick tragedy with for this specific topic when it's already hard for people to get out of their box? And because... to, But then yet they're like, and this happens when that happens. So that makes me think, well, why are you doing that? Because it's not going to make no. want to make people Well, do here's that. the difference. Neil... He didn't kill himself because he got out of his box. He killed himself because he got out of his box and then ran back to his fear. Hmm. And then he and he and knowing that. that and knowing that knowing what out of his box actually is hmm. and now back in his fear he goes I can't do this anymore hmm. I'm over it and I'm not saying that's the right decision at all I'm, I think suicide is inherently tragic right mm-hmm. and that is. Why it is tragic is because the 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 that makes a lot of the sense. point of your story has not been fulfilled, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, 
it's the same reason Romeo and Juliet is tragic. That's why I brought that up is because the point is for them to fall in love and be together, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen, which is why it's tragic. The point of Hamlet is that he he honors his father's legacy, but in the process of doing that, he he completely ruins his father's legacy. Hmm. He ruins himself. So a lot he, of times he seeks it's vengeance because over, it's good because people. Because it's a fallen, yeah. And there's it, it and shows the real brokenness of man. And it's, it's not the redemption of man. No. It's the it's the fall of man. It's the opposite of a comedy. Hmm. Doy. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that I think that's what tragedy inherently that's is. That's very right? well explained. Thank you. That Look is that now. Comedy is the re- it shows is the archetype of the redemption of man. Tragedy is the archetype of the fall of man. But it's not. It's not like tragedy of like. It's not just all oh, that sad that happened. It's or that sad that happened. The because evil one, like the evil guy won. Sure. Because in this sense, there wasn't an evil guy winning. It's, I mean, there were antagonist it's characters. It's the bad. It's the good person losing, losing to himself, which is just heartbreaking. Exactly. And happens all the time. Yes. Not and necessarily in that drastic a form. Yes. But it, it, but it happens, happens all the time where people every single day to people over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. People constantly decide, never mind. It's not that important. I'll just move on. I'll just live with what I have right now. I'll just deal with it. Mm-hmm. And that's the tragedy. It's an everyday tragedy. And this movie shows you this is how far it can push you. Mm. So you need to go out there. Uh, and it's it. so well yeah. explained when you s- that totally clicked in my head <clears throat> when you said um, he he he. It's like he stepped out into the light, mm-hmm. and then it's like I'll go to the Plato's cave analogy. Mm-hmm. The guy ventures up into the world. And mm-hmm. it's bright and it hurts. Yeah. And he just says, I'll keep going. That's a, that's, that's he a, was redeemed and, right. and I that's was able to. That's the triumph to, of the story. But it's, you see clearly that he could have gone right back down to that dark cave. Yeah. And lived how he knows. And oh my gosh. It's you haven't the seen. Same. Yeah. It, it totally is. That, Except and that one one yeah. that he won. What one won? <laughs> the, the Plato's cave analogy. Right. Yeah. Plato's cave is yeah he he gets out there he actually sees the world. I think world. there might he be one guy that the... didn't. I think that's I think I have to revisit, but I'm pretty sure. And that's part there's of a couple then, guys then... because the one goes up and then comes down. I don't know if that's accurate. But that's the thing is like that's what we talked about in Paul McCarthy Hiawatha with the insane woman. Mm-hmm. She's insane for the entire play until the angels come to get Harriet and she's the only one who can see the angels. <laughs> she's insane because she can actually see the beauty of the world and she can't doesn't know there's not words to describe that fully. Mm-hmm. So she sounds crazy. And she, I don't know, that's a different thing. But that is something that, that's what the Plato's analogy of the cave is as well in a way. Allegory. Sorry. And yeah, this is, Neil gets out there, sees the light, wants to go further, and people pull him back, and he says, fine, and then goes, never mind. Not never mind, I'm going to defy you even more and defy it even harder for beauty What's... and truth. I'm going to give in to it all. And then you see all the people <clears throat> around him reacting to yeah. that tragedy and you see Todd and you see everyone and you think they've lost mm-hmm. because of that. They're all lost. Mm-hmm. And then it ends and with the, them all like but, standing but, on the deck yeah. and that's them saying it's taught it's us a, this and it's going to yeah. be hard. Mm-hmm. But for the rest yeah. of our life, we have taken what you've done and we will be standing on mm-hmm. our desks. And, and it's we will Todd, be... the one who leads that Todd is the one what? who actually like, who takes, why is it hitting me more movie. now than I'm actually when actually seeing it? I don't know. It's a complicated movie. There's a lot. The last like 45 minutes it has so much in it. Very packed. Yeah. I was like, 
I tend to fall asleep on movies, and this is kind of a long one. Well, mm-hmm. just normal length, I guess. It wasn't 90 minutes. It was a little... Yeah, you're a big fan of, like, the 84-minute <laughs> Netflix original cartoons. No! That's not true. So I had, like, my pastels. I was like, hey, I'm going to stay awake. Draw. Yeah. I was, like, drawing, and then I was, like, eating popcorn. Okay, good. But the last bit I didn't have to even think about. Actually, for a second I might have fallen... I just closed my eyes for a second. Right when you mm. said, are you awake? I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like I would, yeah, I said that because I was like, you don't want if you fall asleep for 30 seconds, I will you will miss yeah. the, the, the impact. And I didn't want to, but anyway. Do you need to go back and watch it again now? No, I was stayed awake for the whole thing. I know, but I mean, now that it clicks in your brain more. I mean, maybe. I think. I cried more this time than I did the last time. You did. But I also. The whole couch was just, I just felt the like. Sorry. <laughs> it's so. It's good. good to be moved by things. I know, and I was just so like, holy mackerel. And you haven't seen it for a while, right? I haven't. I've only actually seen it all the way through once. Really? Yeah. It's, 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 and it's. I like also, so it's called Dead Poet Society. Mm-hmm. And that makes, and that's like a club, right? Right. Um, for these boys. The natural way that I think a lot of writers is they like, we're going to spend a lot of time in the title. With right. the title. Mm-hmm. So it means. They were going to see them go to their meetings. We're going to have a lot of scenes within the meeting room, which they had some. But right. I really love that they didn't just stay. Right. It's like their Dead Poet Society is is what the title of the people that are able to see right. what Mr. Keating taught them. Mm-hmm. Keatings. Keating. And it's... But they didn't like, they didn't like dwell in... Yeah. That so much. And I'm so glad because otherwise that's boring to me. Mm-hmm. So boring. And I think it again. It's 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 a tragedy for a lot of reasons. But part of it is is that the Keating is telling them Carpe Diem, go seize the day, seize the day, boys, make your lives extraordinary. It's such a good line. Um, uh, and they all like take that and perceive it differently and warp it and mess and it irresponsible up and, and are irresponsible with it. Mm-hmm. And you see like. I guess, like, three of them are mainly exemplified in that. Because they're just so strongly different characters. They're so different characters, and they have such different motives. Mm -hmm. Knox just wants the girl. Just Mm -hmm. wants the girl to like him. So simple. And so, it's so simple. And so, he seizes it inappropriately. Mm -hmm. And Dalton, too, mainly, he's just, he just wants the old people to shut up and let Mm -hmm. them live their lives. Which is, like... Which is like, yeah, that's Somewhat, a legitimate desire. You're, to, you're doing it out of arrogance, yeah, not you're doing out of totally liberation, out of arrogance, not yeah. out of actually trying to liberate anyone Mm-mm. other than maybe yourself. He's trying to make a, he's even, trying to be a nuisance. But that's the thing, and that's the thing, is he's a nuisance. He, he's so smug about it. Mm-hmm. He, though, I feel like that is the start of Dalton's big, like, redemption, is he never goes back on his friends. Mm-hmm. He is so smug. He's such a jerk. He is such a, just just slimy and that's tragedy right it's tragedy that's tragedy right there too and yet within that he is one of my least favorite characters in the he's of the of the guys in the in the movie Mm -hmm. he's the one i would want to hang out with the least yeah because it's like i just don't like you you're just just (laughs) weird you're creepy i don't like you Mm -hmm. and he's the one with the most integrity in a way because he doesn't he doesn't snitch on his friends he doesn't tell anyone anything he's entirely he accepts being expelled over getting keating fired mm-hmm. and that is such a Where the other boys no one else it. does todd yeah. doesn't even do that Mm-mm. that is i thought it was interesting 
this is where it's hard because the parents in this movie were all shown as bad. Mm-hmm. And I think and part it's easy the- to perceive that as like, kids, all parents are bad. Never respect them. Never do. And it's sure. like, but I think it's also parents don't send your children away to learn about life. You need to teach them. Cause we, yeah, we but, see the parent as characters as about as much as the actual characters within the movie see their parents mm-hmm. because they're just, they're home with them for the summer and then they're gone. But they just, yeah, I just thought the movie showed them extremely like on the far side of like controlling right. and mm-hmm. mean and what, even Todd's parents, we saw him, them for like two minutes right? when he was signing the paper mm-hmm. that was going to get Mr. Keating fired. Mm-hmm. And even them were like, sign it. They were like, mm-hmm. mean, angry. And you feel like that was too extreme or? No, I'm just curious. I'm just thinking out loud of like. And so that's the thing. I don't think the point of the movie is kids do whatever the heck you want. No. I think the point of it is. Take initiative for your life. Right. You are responsible for your life. How old are they? Like 17? Yeah. They're like seniors or something, right? Right. They're children. Mm-hmm. They're children. But at the same time, but they, but, but they're about Neil to be put has in the had world. this responsibility on his shoulders since he was like eight years old. He's known, I guess I'm doing what my father tells me to do these things. No, but what I'm saying is they're, they're about adults. Sure. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like, take that initiative and right. not to be foolish, but to be, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't said as explicitly, but a man of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In life. Totally. What, and what does that look like for you and others? Mm-hmm. I thought, I mean, Neil, we see his parents the most and they're extremely, especially the dad. Well, the mom's just as much as I'm going to say fault. I don't yeah. know because she doesn't say anything right. really, but the dad's very, doesn't understand, doesn't listen. But right. the first scene of Neil is, is him kind of jumping in. He's kind of jumping yeah. into school. He's, you would not expect that of him. Right. He's very he's, joyous and yeah. ready to learn, and he's, he's so excited. Likeable, and he wants he he's he, he people he, like him, and he likes people. He talks about oh, you, you know, one of the kids like oh, you did summer school. He's like yeah, I did chemistry. Uh huh. <laughs> he was like yeah, I'm over the moon about it. like that. And that mm-hmm. wasn't fake, right? And he, he's not this crazy oppressed. I don't know. It's yeah, and it makes you kind of like him more. It yeah, it does because he he does in a way respect his father and want well, sure. to he doesn't want and to that's disappoint not a bad his parents thing. or anything like that and it's not no it's a, great, it's thing. a great thing to want want your to, to respect your parents and want them to respect you and try and live up to their expectations and all that but he just sees how how his parents expectations don't line up with who he is and and even more than that even more than the expectation of i want you to be a doctor if it's, he lived up to that, that's not failing. It's the fact that the expectation, the unsaid expectations, mm-hmm. the said expectations aren't extremely unreasonable. No. It's like, it's might be a little bit like, wow, you're deciding that for your kid. That's a little right. bit crazy. That's fine. But it's the unsaid expectation of. And you can't question any of it and you can't have any say. Not even it, that, or, but it's like, um, just view on life. Mm. The father is doing this out of fear because he doesn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He didn't get a great job. He had to work really, really hard. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want that for his kid. He's doing it in a wrong Which way. Which, again, is a good desire to not want your child to have, yeah. a, have a hard life. But the reason, the thing that he's doing that's the unsaid is the smooshing him down into a robot that mm-hmm. doesn't, that can't think. Right. Right. 
we're te- I mean, that's what public schools, we're teaching our kids not to think mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. because the government can do that. I don't know if they're saying that in this movie, but that's kind of what it is now. Mm-hmm. So to me, yeah. To me, the said expectations are not great, but the unsaid is is what is yeah. hurting Neil so badly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what Keating does. It's is tell him the unsaid he's like things and go and that's one of the things he says to todd is when he's walking out he's like i know when he says you need to write and recite an original poem Mm -hmm. mr anderson don't think i know this is gonna scare the hell out of you yeah that's he knows who todd is he sees him in like the first scene he knows who todd is he knows who neil is he knows who these boys are because he cares about people because mm-hmm. he cares about teaching people and understanding and finding beauty and finding truth. So we can see them and meet them and understand them and know he, he just like knows how to talk and, to them. And, and he challenges them. That's the biggest thing is he doesn't coddle any of them. He doesn't, he doesn't go to Todd and go, okay, that's fine. Never mind. Cause it's like, he actually pushes him he pushes further him. than the other guys. Yeah. Which is what I relate to. Right. Because sometimes that I was Neil like, says you can come along. You don't even have to read. It's fine. You can just come along. And that's such a, oh, that's such a good thing with Todd. Yeah. Or Cause Neil. if Dave made, had you stand up in front of people and sing a song, it's like at 10 years old. Sure. Fine. You yeah. can do that. Yeah. But he made me do it mm-hmm. instead. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make this about me. But it's like, that's that exactly like, what yeah. Todd is happening. Mm-hmm. And I was so, I remember being like, <laughs> I just knew what Todd was feeling. Just the uh-huh. way his face was and just being up there. He was a little bit more like, whatever, like yeah. about it than I would be. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, You can oh, like feel the butterflies I, I know what stomach. he's feeling. Yeah. It's just the worst <laughs> But it's the worst, but then you can, it's... It but it's so exhilarating yeah. when you... And I knew that accomplishment, and I've mm-hmm. had those moments in my head of, like, when I felt that. And and then you can see, like, there's, there's a genuine pride Keating takes in him and goes, like, you did it. Yeah. Don't you forget this. That is so good, you guys. And a lot of times it is just to him. It's not even in front of right. the whole people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny how... I don't know. There's so much to say about this movie. It's so good. I think sometimes um, in life when we go out into the world, just our regular jobs or whatever, we I go back into a different... It's still me, but I'm mm-hmm. not quite as... I'm not, you know... I don't want to look foolish right. or silly by talking about things that I care about because that's not normal right. to mm-hmm. be like say that in a conversation right. but then I but that that is I mean there's time and places obviously you don't want to just be sure. like whatever but at the same time that's can be really depressing mm-hmm. hindering of I don't know what the word is that's me giving into my fear if right. I want I do right. that and mm-hmm. I tend to do that a lot and it's not eligible, yeah. And that's what Neil was facing. He did it. It was a very quickly decision of, like, right. he couldn't do it anymore, you know. Right. But and we, I think people who are have, like, I think everyone has a, an ability to see, what, what's the word? I don't know what to call it. What, fear? No, just, like, the, the light of, like. Yeah. 
Really, True. Beauty. Basically yeah. what Mr. Keating was teaching them, right. which is like, what is that idea? What is that idea? It's like stepping out of something. It's, right. I don't know how to, yeah. Which I, I think I know. I've seen. And I've been mm-hmm. taught that. So con- I feel like sometimes you're, you're constantly doing what Todd's doing. Mm-hmm. Which is, oh, I see it. Never mind. I'm gonna I see it. I want to be on the edges of it. And now I'm going to stand really... up for it. Yeah. And then I'm going to go back. Mm-hmm. And I think we, you, it's, it's an everyday decision. And I think that's what you see at the very end is them like, when they yeah. stand on their desk, it's not, there we go, we won. Mm-mm. It's, I'm right now deciding to really stand up for this and really take a risk. Mm-hmm. Because right now it's worth it. Right now it's worth it to show Mr. Keating how much we all respect him. And their intent is to do that every day. Yeah. But obviously and they've, they're and they've human. been falling short the entire movie, and this is the time where the, and they fell short just a minute ago when they mm-hmm. when they signed the paper to right. get him fired, mm-hmm. and now they're apologizing and they're saying we we're. I don't, yeah, but it's a moment so of good. such, and he's proud of them. He is, and he's never mad at them. And how he he tells them at the beginning, you know, to stand on his desk to see the world differently, right? Mm-hmm. To, to see the world from different views and all that. So it shows him at the end once they're all standing on their desks it shows a shot of them mm-hmm. all of them standing there and todd's way back in the corner it's pitts front and center mm-hmm. pitts is a great character he's one of like the main crew mm-hmm. i love him i think he's a hilarious character <laughs> but he's not like the emotional pivot of the story he's on front and center todd's way back in the corner mm-hmm. and then it shifts and shows the reverse shot of, of them looking down on him and he's from like you know the camera's looking down yeah and you see like he's just a little guy Mr. Keating's been this huge grand thing, and now they're seeing him as, like, he's just a guy. He lost his job just now. Mm-hmm. He's also facing tragedy. He's also trying to deal with all this. He's also, every single day, making these decisions. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of what got me really emotional last night, is realizing that, like, oh, he's just a guy. Mm-hmm. He's also got these struggles. It's not easy for him. It's not easy. He's making... He- he took a really big risk to actually try and show people, and now he's wondering, did, did it pay off at all? Mm-hmm. And is any of this worth it? And Todd was like, "I want to. Sh- how do we show him? Because right. words aren't really sufficient. Right, and especially because Todd's not proficient in words. <laughs> no, so that's how does, It's like, it's so good. It's so good. <sighs> did you also notice, like, not all the boys stood up on their desk? Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of them were facing the front still. And then the one kid who's always blowing his nose, mm-hmm. I don't, I think he probably is speaking lines, but you see him, he's not, he's not part of the Dead Poets Society. No. Was he on the desk too? Yeah. It kept, it cut back to him a couple of times and he was like looking down and he didn't know what to do. And then he oh, finally yeah. like steps, he finally does it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a, another Yeah, I don't shot. even know if I remember what line he said. It's but he's funny. quite a, you, th- you, you see him, oh, maybe in the beginning. Right, you see him at the beginning, and they're kind of, like, making fun of him, and then... He's, like, the typical nerd, I guess. Are you talking the the redhead kid with the glasses? Or the black-haired oh. kid? No, no, I'm talking about the kid who's, like, always... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's Who, like, I, he's not part of the... He's just... He's not a character for a mm-hmm. lot of it, in a lot of ways. Well, we covered a lot today. We did. I feel full. We started on a very My upbeat heart feels note, full. and now... Well, it's a good... It's a different type of upbeat note. It is. We've it, got a job to do, you know? Yeah, we do. As people, as humans. And that's fulfilling. It is. It, selfishly, it's like, yeah. if anything, I, this day is successful because I 
didn't give in to a fear mm-hmm. or didn't let the fear control me, whatever that may be for you or mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah, and fear isn't always like Todd, where mm-hmm. you're afraid to talk to people or whatever. I mean, I think that's what it is for a lot of people. Relatable. Just kidding. <laughs> no. Fear is also sometimes like Dalton. Mm-hmm. Trying to, try arrogance. And, you know, like arrogance and smugness and hyping himself up. and. I mean, both of them, in their own right, weren't letting people see who they really are. Right. Which... Because Dalton... Both comes from out pride. ...turned out a genuinely caring person. And you're right. They both stem from pride. Mm-hmm. And they're exemplified in very different ways. And I think that's what this movie does brilliantly, is show they're all dealing with the same things. They're all dealing with fear and... And unrealistic expectations set on them, mm-hmm. or perfectly realistic expectations which that are not the world mind. puts on right. us all the time. All, all these things—they're all dealing with the same things, and then all dealing with the with the confrontation of actual beauty and truth, and the and the opportunity to step outside of of their shells. And they're all dealing with the exact same things, and are totally different from each other. Mm-hmm. They they are just different people, which is good. Yeah, we need that. And it's not like they had to have, none of the characters had like, had any severe, we're going to spend 10 minutes delving into your backstory. It's just like, you I think get part the of picture. this, right, part of this is how well it's written, part of this is just how, I think every actor is great in the movie. They're so good. They just walk on. I mean, in the first scene, Wolfgang's barking. In the first scene, there's, or not the very first scene, but. It's like the first scene, Neil and Todd just got to the room, the roommates, and they just got to the room, and then Dalton, Pitts, and Neek walk in. Neeks? Neeks, I think. Is it Pitts or Pitt? Those three guys all walk in, and they turn out, you know, those, like, five turn out to be, like, the part of the main, like, core. Mm-hmm. I think it's them plus Cameron, and I think there's one other, isn't At this it? point, they're just names thrown around. Anyway. They're like the they're like the dead poets to say. Mm-hmm. And they walk on, and this scene, the very first time you see all five of them together... And you just know each character so well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's Dead Poet Society. <laughs> if you, hopefully you've watched it at this point. I feel like <laughs> I've preached it enough that if you've listened this far and haven't watched it, it's all been spoiled to you. Even if it's been spoiled to you, still watch it. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies like, I want to watch again, but at the same time, it's so difficult. It's like, I don't know if I can watch it for a couple of years. Yeah. I'm glad we talked about it because if I don't talk about a movie right after I see it, I often don't remember everything. But yeah. now that I've talked, it's like I've st- it's stuck in my brain now, and I can also go back, back and, and listen. listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so should we wrap it up? Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. Carpe diem, y'all. Carpe diem, which does not mean YOLO. It does not mean YOLO. Liv made the distinction. That's what I think. Some of the, one of the boys in particular takes it to mean like YOLO. Might as well try, right? Just or just don't care about what the effects right. they're gonna have on. And that's a, that's another great thing about the movie is that you see them misuse carpe diem and they all face consequences. Just for irresponsible, it. yeah. Yeah, and you see them just be like, "That's not the way to do it, guys." Carpe diem means seize the day, which means what you were saying earlier. Oh, never mind. I'll just wait for tomorrow, mm-hmm. or I don't need to do that. Someone else will. Right. Or. Carpe diem is right now. Step up and do the things that have to be done. Mm-hmm. Find the right Which thing is actually being responsible. Yeah. Which people think maybe is mm-hmm. opposite. Anyway, cool. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for rambling now. Yeah, Minnesota. We had a fun time. Now. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. Listen to some cool stuff. Listen to some cool stuff. Watch Be cool. great movies. Carpe, Carpe diem. diem.
We high five at the end of every episode of 2022. Let's go. This has been Between Takes with Opal Entertainment. I'm Olivia O'Neill, and this is Aim Driscoll on guitar. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tell your friends, and tune in next week for a brand new episode of Between Takes. Between Takes.